politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. We're finding out now, after being sworn in, that this was discovered before the election. Another faux pas by the Biden administration, but treating law differently based upon your political beliefs. We have addressed this multiple times at length, and the president's team is going to continue to fully cooperate with the Department of Justice, and we respect that process. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre addressing the flap over the discovery of classified documents linked to President Biden after he served as vice president. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and House Republicans have pounced on the situation as they begin to pursue their new agenda and aggressive oversight that seeks to make things politically miserable for the president. McCarthy has sought to quickly pivot away from his historic 15-vote floor fight that ultimately led to him becoming speaker, downplaying deals he made with conservative members of the House Freedom Caucus. There is not a side deal to anything. You watch the rules package, exactly the same rules package we had back at January 1st. What does it do? The only change within that is make the vacate the chair from five to one. That's a significant change, allowing a single lawmaker to call a snap vote to consider dismissal of the speaker if they don't like how he's handling things. And McCarthy will be trying to hold together an unwieldy Republican conference with a very slim majority that can be upset by as few as five defections. There's already concern about how hardline GOP conservatives will take on raising the debt limit. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen wrote to Congress on Friday that the administration will start taking extraordinary measures next Thursday to avoid hitting the debt ceiling. A congressional showdown over raising the debt limit could come early this summer, with many Republicans hinting they won't go along with raising it if they don't get budget cuts they believe are necessary. And even though it's only January, there's also concern about the possibility of a government shutdown later in the year if House Republicans aren't willing to compromise on budget matters. McCarthy has pledged to try to keep spending down to fiscal 2022 levels, which would effectively mean more than $100 billion would need to be cut. The ranking Democrat on the Ways and Means Committee, Richard Neal, says Republicans would be making a huge mistake if they take a line that leads to a shutdown. You really believe that Republicans are going to embrace a government shutdown? How have the politics of that situation worked out for them in the past, dating back to Clinton Gingrich? If there's one thing that the people that have been on that side for a long time remember, they have lost every showdown over shutting down the government. Believe me, they are not going to shut down the government for sure. But exactly how Republicans will deal with the demands within their conference to slash spending remains to be seen. The new House Majority Leader, Steve Scalise, says it's time for lawmakers to try a different approach to governing. Washington has been broken. I don't think you have to do a poll to know people across the country have recognized that Washington's broken. Washington just has not been working for the families, the millions of hardworking people across this country who are struggling under the weight of all the reckless policies passed to sign into law by Joe Biden, passed by Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer uh, for two years, where you've seen devastating inflation as a result of their reckless spending. The first bill passed by House Republicans, which they had promised to do in the midterm elections, was legislation that would take away the billions of dollars already approved for the IRS. The legislation rescinds funding for tens of thousands of IRS agents. South Carolina Republican Jeff Duncan, like many GOP lawmakers, says it's an overreach that shouldn't have been approved by the last Congress. To go after small businesses, hardworking Americans who try to raise money to 
pay for reckless spending. But Massachusetts Congressman Richard Neal, the member of the House Ways and Means Committee, says Republicans have overblown arguments over agents coming after average taxpayers and argues the GOP is trying to protect the wealthy. They don't want a fairer tax administration. They think it's bad for some of their supporters. But Republicans see the legislation as a political win with their overall supporters, even if the bill won't go anywhere in the Senate. One piece of legislation that will get acted on, which was also passed in the first week of Republican control, is a select subcommittee to investigate what GOP lawmakers call the weaponization of the federal government. The authoritarian left has used the full might and authority of the federal government to force its agenda on the American people. Colorado Republican Lauren Boebert. The federal government has been weaponized to pressure private companies to censor conservatives, target parents as domestic tyrants just simply for caring about their children and their education. But California Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff maintains Speaker McCarthy was pushed into forming this bogus subcommittee by the QAnon members of his own conference. Now he sacrificed a lot in his bid for speaker. That was his choice. But now the American people are going to pay the price. Still, with President Biden struggling to deal with the issue of the classified documents, Republicans are starting off with aggressive oversight. The incoming chair of the House Intelligence Committee, Mike Turner, has written the Attorney General and Director of National Intelligence seeking a briefing on the issue within the next two weeks. And the chair of the Oversight and Accountability Committee, James Comer, is launching investigations related to the first family and the financial dealings of the president's son, Hunter Biden. One Republican who has not had a good start in Congress is New York's George Santos. After reports that he lied about his family history, his Wall Street work experience, and education, he was dogged by reporters. And Republicans in his home district denounced him, with one noting that Santos even claimed that he had been a star volleyball player at Baruch College in New York, even though he was never enrolled at the school. Several fellow freshman Republican lawmakers have also denounced him, saying he should resign. The House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries, who's also from New York, didn't mince any words about him. He's a complete and total fraud, lied to the voters, and connived his way into Congress. And it's now the responsibility of House Republicans to do something about it. But Speaker McCarthy has decided not to press any action against Santos, who helps him maintain his slim GOP majority. He instead has said he'll leave it to the ethics panel, and that investigation could take months. For his part, Santos has said he won't resign. But while many of the more than 80 new members of Congress are celebrating with other lawmakers that they've made it to Capitol Hill, Santos begins his term on shaky ground, with a growing number of investigations pouring over the campaign finances that helped get him elected to the 118th Congress. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.